Good evening. Welcome to Nighttime. I'm Dave Wager, your host here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. Nighttime is a half hour where we can just talk calmly about things in life that are important. Not to argue about, but to talk about, to think about. Hopefully at the end of your day, as you unwind and review the mercies and the grace that God gave you today. So many things in life can be troubling. People can be troubling. Situations can be troubling. The circumstances of life can be troubling. One of the things I've realized through life is that my heart needs to remain gentle during the trying times of life. It's easy to get worked up, to be anxious, to be angry, to even become bitter. Yet God is the one in charge of circumstances, not us. Once again, there's a responsibility I have to make sure that the circumstances in my life are circumstances I'm supposed to go through. That I don't do things to have self-imposed, difficult circumstances thrust upon me. So I need to understand that those things in life that happen that are outside of my control are not outside the control of my Heavenly Father. And I get to go to Him and trust who He is during those times. Trust that He will do what is right, that He has done what is right. And align myself with Him. Tonight I want to read some Psalms that I would read during troubled times. I don't need to make a whole lot of comments during these Psalms, but I would love to read them to you and allow God to speak to your hearts and my heart tonight. Psalm 3, O Lord, how many are my foes, many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God, Selah. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and my lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill, Selah. I lay down and slept. I woke again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. For you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on your people. Selah. Salvation belongs to the Lord. If you and I are going to be saved from the situation we're in, we need to trust that God can save us. Or he can give us the strength to go through those circumstances so that they become things that are springboards to greater things down the road. Unless there are circumstances that are brought upon ourselves because we have ignored God, he can bring us through that. He can even bring us through those circumstances that are on us because of our ignorance of Him. All we have to do is admit that we've been ignorant of Him and come back to Him. He's eager to bring us through the trials of life. He knows how to bring us through the trials of life. We just need to come to Him. Psalm 27 says, 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, and my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rises against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, Seek my face. My heart says to you, Your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you have been my help. Cast me not off. Forsake me not. O God of my salvation, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for the false witnesses have arisen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. And let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Waiting for the Lord is one of the hardest things we do. For some reason, we think we can solve the problem if we move quicker. If we take the problem on ourselves. If we make a plan that's acceptable to us and others around us. But waiting upon the Lord, waiting for His timing, waiting for Him to act on our behalf is hard, especially during those times where we don't see any action. Yet there are times of silence, times of God setting something up for us in the future that we're not even aware of necessarily. There's so much that goes on that we don't even know about. I think of Moses, the time he was born and eventually brought into the palace. Forty years under this tremendous king, the pharaoh of Egypt. Then 40 years in a desert. Can you imagine what he was thinking those 40 years in the desert? Watching sheep with all of his education, all of the comfort he used to enjoy, all of the blessings that he used to have. Now he sits and watches sheep. Year after year, month after month, day after day, just watching sheep. I wonder if he ever thought his life was a waste. Yet God's timing is never a waste. Forty years in the palace. Forty years on the backside of the desert watching sheep. 
prepared him for the last 40 years. You and I may be confused sometimes as to what God is doing, but God is doing. Just because I don't understand it today doesn't mean he's not doing what he always does. He's always acting on our behalf. He is always doing what is right. He is always doing something that will cause us to be in the right position at the right time to go through the circumstances of life that are ahead because he knows what's ahead. We need to rejoice in the fact that he loves us, that he's got a plan. We need to trust that he has a plan and lean into that. Psalm 31 says, In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. And for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net that they have hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have known the distress of my soul. And you have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. For my life is spent with sorrow and many years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones waste away. Because of all my adversaries, I have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors, an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have been forgotten, like the one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many, terror on every side as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. O Lord, let me not be put to shame, for I call upon you. Let the wicked be put to shame. Let them go silently to Sheol. Let the lying lips be mute, which speak insolently against the righteous in pride and contempt. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. In the cover of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men. You store them in your shelter from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to me when I was in a besieged city. 
I had said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all you as saints. For the Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. Be strong, and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Once again, that was Psalm 31. The importance of knowing God so that when the times of life hit us that are unusual, hard to deal with, we know who to go to. We won't always understand God because our minds are finite and His is infinite. He lives in the eternal. We live in the temporal. We're the created. He's the creator. We need to keep in mind that He loves us and created us and wants us to be in a position where He can demonstrate His love to us. The whole universe could be waiting for Him to do that in a way that's magnificent. We are the objects of his love. We need to allow him to love us. That's part of love is allowing somebody else to love you. If I want to ignore God, he's going to allow me, but there's consequences to that. I have to position myself so that I can demonstrate to the world who God is what it's like to love him and walk with him and be obedient to him. I will never regret those decisions if I do that. But I will live in constant regret if I don't. Psalm 35. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and rise for my help. Draw the spear and javelin against my pursuers. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let them be put to shame and dishonor who seek after my life. Let them be turned back and disappointed who divides evil against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them away. Let their way be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. For without cause they hid their net for me. Without cause they dug a pit for my life. Let destruction come upon him when he does not know it. And let the net that he hid ensnare him. Let him fall into it to his own destruction. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exalting in his salvation. All my bones shall say, O Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor? From him who is too strong for him, the poor and needy, from him who robs him. Malicious witness, rise up. They ask me of things that I do not know. They repay me evil for good. My soul is bereft. But I, when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting. I prayed with head bowed on my chest. I went about as though I grieved for my friend or my brother. As one who laments for his mother, I bowed down in mourning. But at my stumbling, they rejoiced and gathered. They gathered together against me. Wretches whom I did not know tore at me without ceasing. 
like profane mockers at a feast. They gnash at me with their teeth. How long, O Lord, will you look on? Rescue me from their destruction, my precious life from the lions. I will thank you in the great congregation, in the mighty throng I will praise you. Let not those who rejoice over me, who are wrongfully my foes, and let not those who wink the eye, who hate me without cause, for they do not speak peace. But against those who are quiet in the land, they devise words of deceit. They open wide their mouths against me, and they say, Aha! Aha! Our eyes have seen it. You have seen, O Lord. Be not silent. O Lord, be not far from me. Awake and rouse yourself for my vindication, for my cause. My God and my Lord, vindicate me. O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Aha! Our hearts desire. Let them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let them be put to shame and disappointed altogether who rejoice at my calamity. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor who magnify themselves against me. Let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad and say evermore, Great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of his servant. Then my tongue shall tell of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. When you read the scriptures, it's obvious that there's been a struggle all the way from the beginning. God loves us and wants us to choose to include him in our life. And as we don't, we cause trouble. Those who don't know God, those who refuse to acknowledge God, will usually be those who are trying to persecute those who know God. Our strength is not in our strength, but in God's strength. We are not those who are able to correct a bad situation by doing right. We are those who can live through a bad situation by doing right. And we allow God to be the one who corrects those who are wrong. Oh, he may use us. He may use our lives. And that's why people may be upset with us, because our lives are convicting. Our words can be convicting. But our lives need to reflect who God is, not who we are. Our words need to be what his words would be, not what our words would be. And as we do that, our strength needs to be his strength, not our strength. There will always be disagreement in this world. And those who do everything that they should can be guaranteed opposition. It's the way it is. You might think that that's not right. And I would think that myself. However, as I look through the scriptures, I see that the war between Satan and God is real. And they're fighting over us. God loves us. But his love does not mean that he's going to force us to spend time with him. He's not going to force us to know him. He's not going to force us to be in his word. One day when we die, we're no longer on this earth. We'll face God 
and will be forced then to acknowledge who he is. For every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is God. But while we're on earth, we have a choice. And there are consequences to our choices. As we do what's right, as we think about what's right, as we act in accordance with God, in his word and his revelation, we'll be okay. Well, the circumstances of life may not be pleasant, but once again, God allows us to rise up and go through those factors as victors, not in defeat. Psalm 46 says this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad this city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Be still and know that I am God. Boy, that's hard sometimes. Seems like I need to get the last word and I need to make sure people understand what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. I need to fight for myself. Yet God makes it clear through his word that those who wait upon him are the wise ones. Be still and know that I am God. Do you know that God is God? Or have you not been still and waited for him? Have you not thought about who he is? Have you not thought about the fact that God is the creator and sustainer of life, that while you were in your mother's womb, he created you, that he's got a plan, that he loves you, that he's working his plan right now. Be still and know that I am God. He will be exalted among the nations. He will. Once again, we're told that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. We know that. Let me read that in context from Philippians chapter 2. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord in one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others. 
have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Let me read that tenth verse again. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee, every knee will bow. Every human being that ever lived will one day acknowledge Jesus as God. They will bow before him, for he is God, the one who paid for their sins and they ignored or rejected. Satan is out to destroy. God is out to build. Satan wants to destroy your future. God wants to build a place for you for your future. We need to be those who know God and rejoice in the fact that he's our Heavenly Father and enjoy being with him. Since we know all this, the 12th verse in Philippians says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in, as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. The thought of God working in my life is an incredible thought, the creator and sustainer of all life. Satan hates God, and he hates you and he hates me because God loves us. You and I can demonstrate to the whole universe what mercy and grace looks like. And as we obey God, we'll be under his protection. I love the verses in the Psalms that talk about being in the shadow of the Almighty. Once again, I have said so often and say again, victory in life comes from our proximity to God. Not in our talent, not in our ability, not in our church, not in our family, not in our friends, not in our academic pursuits, but in our proximity. No matter who you are, you can choose to be close to God. You can read the Bible, respond to God, you can walk with Him, you can be obedient to Him, and that is going to determine how you go through the hard times in life. If you have ignored God, the hard times are going to come. And those hard times are going to be unbearable because you don't have God to go through them with you. If you have not ignored God, if you have walked with Him and enjoyed Him and you know who He is, you too will have hard times. During those hard times, you will never feel abandoned. 
You will never feel unloved. You will never feel worthless. You will always see the hand of God working in your life because you've walked with him all your life. B. Raymond Edmond would say in The Discipline of Darkness that you should never doubt in the dark what you learned in the light. And that's so true. There will be times of darkness, times where people hate people, where those who are controlled by the evil one will be evil. We trust in the Lord and wait upon him and see him deliver us for a greater purpose and a great future. For he's gone to prepare a place for us that where he is, we too can be. God loves you and he loves me and he's willing to walk with you through the darkest days of your life, through the hardest days. He may not take those days away but as you walk with him and love him, he won't let you go through them alone either. Once again, I'm Dave Wager here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolet Bible Institute, thanking you for spending time with me tonight. Good night for now. <laughs>